Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending, and I have got an awesome guest for you today. I've got Dan Gomer from eXp Realty. Dan is a former middle school science teacher, and he's been in the business for 12 years now, and he's evolved his business to the place where now he is focusing on mentoring and coaching and building a team, and he's really, uh, truly a superstar of real estate. That's why I wanted to have him on. So welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, so tell us more about your your journey. How did you go from middle school teacher to real estate? What was the why, why yeah. was that? Why did that transition happen? You know, I, I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of us. Uh, I'm starting to discover that I've reinvented myself many times, and I would imagine that some people watching this can relate to that. Um, but there's been two really substantial reinventions, I would say, for myself. One of them was was when I went from teacher to real estate, and, and I'm experiencing another one right now. And, um, you know, I wanted to be a teacher ever since I was 13. I've just always had this desire to um, impart knowledge to other people, help other people. It's just kind of been, it's just who I am, you know. Uh, and so I said, you know what, I want to be a teacher, and, and I did that in the first four years were fine, but by the end of that fourth, going into the fifth year, I was like, "There's no way I can do this as a as a career, you know, in public mm -hmm. education. I'm 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 already burning out, and it's just not going to work for me." So I started thinking, "Okay, great. Well, if I'm not going to be a teacher, you know, how am I going to replace this amazing income?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, no, I just said, you know, I'm, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something that I really enjoy. And I, I went on about a two and a half, three year, just kind of soul search of like, what, what would I do? And I asked everybody that I know, what do you do for a living? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? And uh, eventually I landed on real estate. I was like, oh, I've got a construction background. You know, this makes sense. And so I started investing in real estate, just doing fix and flips. This was in 2010. So the market was still down. And mm -hmm. uh still made sense to do flips and things like that. And so that's kind of how I got into real estate. And then eventually I realized it was a heck of a lot money, a heck of a lot easier to make money as a real estate agent than it was as strictly an investor. And so that's when I made that transition. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you always kind of had an interest in real estate uh, throughout your life, or was it more like when you talked to the, some of the people that you knew, it, it sort of guided you that direction? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a relationship with a, with a real estate agent who was like, hey, you know, this might be a good fit for you and started telling me about how how doing fix and flips works and that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, I like to build stuff. I like using my hands. I want to learn more about that. So so it was naturally just a good fit for me. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful that I that I went down this path because not only has real estate provided a tremendous opportunity for, for me and my family financially, you know, we live in a nice house and, you know, we have what we need to survive. You know, it's been very, I'm very blessed to, to have all of that. But what a great platform to develop as a human being, you know, constantly interacting with people and learning how to speak mm -hmm. different people in different ways and solve problems and handle a lot of things coming at you and, you know, building systems and all of these kinds of things. Um, you know, without real estate, there's no way I would be the person that I am today. It's just been, uh, uh, you know, it's constantly been evolving, but more importantly, I've been evolving with it. And, and I just, so I'm very grateful for, for my experience in real estate. 
yeah, there's a lot of personal development side of real estate that's that sometimes people don't appreciate enough, I think. So yeah. that's a great that's a great point. It's nearly impossible to be successful in real estate if you are not doing some fairly substantial personal you know, growth, personal reflection, whatever it is. Um, it's just I would say it's too challenging mentally and emotionally that it's either going mm -hmm. to wear you down until you break <laughs> or you learn right. to grow with it and, and find new tools and strategies to, to become successful in the storm. Right. Yeah, completely. And you, you've had a recent transformation. You've gone through some recent self-discovery that's uh, helped you grow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I recently took a trip to Costa Rica. We were there for about five and a half weeks and uh, that was, the pinnacle, right? You know how, how people talk about in, in a lot of times in growth and things like that, you know, or you look at like a public figure and all of a sudden you see this change and all you see is the tip of the iceberg, but you miss mm -hmm. all the stuff that led up to it. So Costa Rica was like the pinnacle that that's when everything came to a head, you know, in 2020, I had the best year that I ever had in real estate. I had a small team at the time. I had an assistant and I think maybe three agents with me on my team. Mm -hmm and uh, had a really great year financially. But I just remember by the end of that year, I was like, I don't, I, when does it end? You know, I can do this again in 21 and 22 and 23 and 24. <clears throat> right. And, uh, you know, it's just gonna be a constant grind the whole time, I don't get it. And that's when everything started setting in motion for me. I started questioning, I wonder if this is where I should be, you know, just like I was in education. I, maybe this isn't the right fit for me. And um, so over the next two years through 21 and 22, my business started to decline quite a bit. It was cut in half the first year and cut a half again in, uh, in 22 um, because I stopped marketing. I stopped pushing my business. Nobody knew what I was doing. My, my sphere didn't know what I was doing. My friends didn't know what I was doing. I, I lost transactions. People bought and sold houses without telling me all of these kinds of things that happen when we stop pushing our business. And... Mm. Um, you know, but I was okay with it because I was trying to transition. Um, but then, you know, I'm looking at, okay, I want to be a speaker. I want to be an author. I want to be a coach. I want to, you know, impact the world. You know, I want to, you know, that's what I'm really passionate about. How do I do that? And I couldn't find a clear path to do that either. And so, you know, it, it was actually really, really um, depressing maybe isn't the right word, but there was definitely a component of that, of just like hopelessness of, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. What, what am I doing with my life? You know? And, um, uh, I finally got to the point where I was just so stressed out with, with all of it. You know, I was writing books. I was coaching my son's basketball. I was still selling houses, you know, all through the beginning of, of 23, you know, I, and, and through the end of 22, I got back on the horse. I was selling real estate. I was leading my team. I was growing my team cause I had moved to EXP at that point. So I was like, this is great. I'm going to continue to grow my team. So Anyway, I had all of these things going on and I felt like I was breaking again. And eventually I got to the point where I looked at my wife and I said, you know what? I think if we sold all of our assets here, we could move to Costa Rica and retire right now. And that's where the conversation started. And then eventually went to, well, maybe instead of just retiring in Costa Rica, why don't we go there <laughs> first? Yeah. And decide if you want to actually live there. You know, why don't we start there and, and go from there? And so we spent um, almost six weeks down there, 
toured around for about 10 days and then spent a little over four weeks in a little tiny town called Tarcoles, which is, I've come to find out after the fact, one of the poorest towns in the entire country. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it shows like we knew it was a poor area, you know, I mean, you're talking, uh, like, uh, steel siding that you put on the roof, you know, but that's like the sides of their houses. They're basically mm. just framed in, you know, with, with steel siding, um, cooking over open fires. A lot of them didn't have, uh, plumbing, you know, in, indoor plumbing, um, just in a completely different pace of life. There was no like, what's next? What's new? What's big? You know, how do I, how do I 10 X or grow or do this? Or it was just like, all right, I got a job to do. I'm going to wake up with the sun. I'm going to go do my job. I'm going to chill for a little bit. I'm going to go do a little bit more. I'm going to chill for a little bit. We're going to cook dinner as a family. You know, they're not sitting around watching TV at night. They're, they're outside on their porch, sitting there, just talking with each other till about nine o'clock, go to bed, wake up and do it the next day. And they were some of the happiest people. I've ever met in my life. And so we got to be in that for four weeks with, with nothing to do. You know, we weren't on a mission trip. We weren't trying to fix anything or create anything or influence anything or do anything. We were just trying to be there. And, um, you know, one of the shocking things was it took me weeks. It took me at least, it took me about two weeks in Tarkales before I finally caught up on my sleep. Where, where I woke up and I was like, I am a hundred percent rested. Like, wow. I don't even know the last time I felt that way, you know? Um, and just to have nothing that I have to do. It was amazing. And so, huh. you know, we spent four weeks in this environment and I finally, the layers started like coming off, like, the, the have to's, the should do's, the, all of these things that, that I had been putting on myself for so long started to fall off. And it's like, well, do I have to write another book? No, I could, but let's put that on the back burner. Do I have to coach my son's basketball team? No. You know, so I put that on the back burner. So I started putting all of these things on the back burner and said, okay, let's just remove everything and start over. What do I really have to do? It's like, well, first of all, I don't have to do anything, but if I want these results, these are the things that I have to do. Um, I ended up hiring a new person to come in and help me implement a lot of the things that I've been working on in my business. I got rid of all the fluff. And right now, you know, I'm in the process of reintegrating back into the, to the United States. Um, ironically, we got back from Costa Rica, spent four days in the U.S., and then went straight to... <laughs> uh, Vegas for a basketball tournament for four days, which is the exact opposite of Costa Rica. So that was... It had to be a cultural shock. Yeah, it was definitely a cultural shock. But, you know, now I'm back from Vegas and I've had a few days to, to reintegrate. And, you know, I'm starting to notice that, like, I've integrated a lot of these things that I learned in Costa Rica. And my business is humming along. I've got plenty of um, transactions in the pipeline as much as I need. Um, my team is growing. Um, I'm happy. I'm not stressed out. I feel rested. I mean, it's great. And so, so, you know, this transition, this is kind of the culmination, like I said, you know, it's like, sometimes we just have to get beat down to the point where it's like, it, it seems like our world is crumbling, but it's, it's at that moment that when, when something is being destroyed, something else is being created. And so it's like, you kind of get to that point mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, boom, 
the transformation starts to begin. And I feel like I'm in that process right now where it's like, all right, cool. I'm starting to see like a whole new way of life. So it's a little bit different than just finding a new career. It's about experiencing and being a part of a whole new um, life, like way of living. That's awesome. So did you go down to Costa Rica with that intention to spend those four weeks just completely unplugged and, and rediscovering yourself? That's such a great question. <laughs> no, I went down there in typical Dan fashion. All right, I'm going to have four weeks. I'm going to get my book finished. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I had like all these, I'm going to shoot videos on this and this and this, and then I'm going to, you know, be working with people back home to make sure we get this in order and that in order. And I'm going to have all this planned out. Like I had a bazillion projects. And, um, I ended up calling a, a, a friend of mine who, um, you know, just, just offered up some assistance. He does like executive coaching. Right. And he said, Hey man, just call me. We'll, we'll talk for an hour. And he's the one early on in, in my trip who just said, are you crazy? Like, what is wrong with you? How about you just get rid of all of that stuff? <laughs> and just pretend like you don't have to do anything for a little bit. Crazy idea. And yeah. uh, so he kind of gave me permission to, to let go. And, and, and it was at that point that I was just like, all right, cool. I don't have to do any of this. So there's something so uh, powerful in, um, and scary of let, just letting go. What was it like the first couple of days? Was it hard to do that? So obviously it was easier in Costa Rica to let go because it's like we're in Costa Rica and, and everybody back home is kind of like, oh, Dan's on vacation. And I didn't really see it as a vacation. Um, I saw it more as, a, as an experiment, you know, um, mm. but I was like, I had more leeway. So it wasn't too hard to let go out there. What I was really nervous about was being able to let go here. And... I started to experience like, okay, I get back from Vegas and it's like, Hey Dan, we need to buy a house. We need to sell a house. So I was doing buyer, buyer and seller presentations like immediately and getting people lined up and getting showing set up and all of these kinds of things. Um, and so I got really, that's when I got scared is I was like, uh Oh, here it comes. You know, here we go again. Mm -hmm. and what I realized was I was actually taking care of all the work that I needed to take care of in like four hours. And so I was like pissed off that I was working so hard in the morning when I'm supposed to be, you know, per vida, you know, like living the good life. And I'm working like a chump out here, you know, and then I look back and I'm like, dude, I worked for four hours today. What do I have to complain about? Like, I've got the systems in place now so that I don't have to work nine, 10 hours a day anymore. So I'm, I'm noticing that it's working. And so there's this part of me that is a little scared of like, okay. Um, so if I let go and I continue to do this, what's going to happen? I don't know. And, 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 and kind of that, that fear is also attached to like this experience of like joy and fun and experimentation and playfulness and like, who gives a shit? Sorry. I hope I can cuss on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Who cares? Yeah. It, it, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll have a roof over my head. I'll have food. Me and my family will be together. We're good. That's all I need. So I nice. can't. So, so 
Let me clarify. So you were working four hours a day when you were down there or when you got to Vegas? No. When I was down there, I was probably working about four to five hours a week. Um, okay. You here, had Wi-Fi? You had Wi-Fi in this little village? Yeah. yeah. So it was just enough to, to get to get done. But what I realized is, oh, if I can do a real estate transaction in Costa Rica, then I should be doing real estate transactions in Denver as if I'm in Costa Rica. And so I started putting systems in place. So I'm now partnering on every transaction with somebody from my team. And I said, here's your responsibilities. Here's my responsibilities. And it's taken a lot off my plate. And I'm already seeing the benefits of doing that. That's awesome. I'm curious, how did you find that little village? Um, Was it you stumbled upon it or did you plan it in advance? Uh, No, I've got a buddy who bought a hotel down there. And, uh, it's, um, it's not exactly what you would think, but, um, it's, it actually used to be like a hotel next to a a church that was used to shelter people who would come down for missionary trips. And then it was sold to some guy and then some guy sold it to my friend. So it needs a lot of work. It was very, very, very rustic is, is how we'll put it. Right. The, The first day we showed up, we walked into the, the room that didn't latch and the deadbolt mm. didn't work. <laughs> so okay. we're literally just push on the door and it just swings open. Um, and we go into the bathroom and there's a toad like, like this big sitting in the toilet. <laughs> and, the, and the people that take care of the property are just like, oh, you know, just flush it down the toilet. You know, we're like, okay, cool. This is where yeah. we're staying for four weeks. Um, and so anyway, he bought this hotel. He's fixing it up, very rustic and um, beautiful though macaws in the trees every morning so you'd wake up and we had like seven or eight macaws that just lived in the tree above us and you'd see the iguanas come out and all these crazy squirrels and there's howler monkeys in the trees and all this stuff like all around us like it was it was super cool so we got really really lucky that my buddy owned this place and then the day before we arrived this this sucks but they had a they had a family emergency and they had to go back to the united states and so we ended up being at the hotel all by ourselves. There's hmm. nobody else there other than the groundskeepers who we became friends with. But um, so that's how we ended up in Tarcalace. So kind of a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So, so you came back and you started to apply kind of that Costa Rica mindset to your business here. Tell me a little bit more about how, what that looks like or what, did, what specifically did you do to make that happen? Yeah. So, um, you know, it was, it was kind of funny how this all came together. There was, there was three books that I read back to back to back. Um, one of them was rocket fuel. Um, one of them was the big leap. And, um, the other one is, is quiet mind epic life, which is a little bit different, but, um, but anyway, I read those two books about business, right? And essentially my takeaways from those, those two things were, um, you know, how to integrate, how to become a leader, like a true leader where I'm, I'm integrating and I have people helping me do things. So I'm not doing everything myself. Right. So, um, so call it synchronicity or whatever. I'm reading those two books. And then at the same time, I right then I go to Costa Rica and I start to kind of like think about these things and ruminate about these things. So, And I remember when I was in Costa Rica, we were in Manuel Antonio and we were going to find a restaurant and we're driving down the street 
and this guy jumps in front of our car practically and he's like yo 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 you know hey come park over here and we're like okay great so we go and park well this guy is obviously just waving us into his restaurant so we get out of the mm. car we're like well we don't know if we want to eat here we go to the the neighboring you know place there wasn't too many options we look at their menu and we're like whatever they look the same let's go back to the one where the guy waved us in so we go over there, we eat, everything's great. And as I'm sitting there at dinner, I'm thinking to myself, you know, the way I'm running my business right now, I'm that guy out in the street jumping in front of cars. Then I walk everybody over to park their car. Then I walk them into the restaurant, put them down at their table. Then I take their order. Then I go into the back. I cook their food, bring it out to them, take their payment and say goodbye to them. I was doing everything in my business. And it finally dawned on me, you know, this is, this is not sustainable. No wonder I'm overworked. No wonder I'm so stressed out. And so that was an experience on the front end of the trip as well that started to integrate this idea that, hey, man, if, if, I, if my goal is to run a successful business and have impact and not work myself into the ground, I've got to start utilizing other people's skills. I'm not a guy who's going to jump in front of a car. That's not what I'm good at but I'm trying to do it in my business. So, so that's when I started making those shifts in my mind and starting to ask questions like, okay, well, what if I partnered with somebody on my team on every transaction? I make less money, but I get to live my life. Mm -hmm. Am I willing to do that? And to me, I was like, done. You know, I, I hired somebody yeah, new to come yeah. in and like a virtual assistant basically to take a bunch of stuff off my plate. So, so, the Costa Rican lifestyle slowing down to summarize that there's a couple things. Number one, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything, you know, Oh, I've got to do this. I should be doing that. I need to do this. In my opinion. No, I don't, I don't need to do any of it. That was probably one of the biggest takeaways. Um, and then the second thing is, um, you know, and, and then I say, well, if I don't need to do it, do I want to do it? And then when I say, yes, I want to do it, all of a sudden my energy goes up and I'm like, oh, yes, I do want to do this. Okay, cool. Like, let's go do it then, you know? Um, and then the other thing is, is uh, leveraging other people who have different skill sets and strengths um, mm -hmm. and find ways to create win-wins with them so that I'm not spending my entire life running an entire restaurant on my own. By yourself. I, right. I love that story. That's such a good one. Um, I use a even bigger analogy, like when you call Microsoft, you, you don't get Bill Gates answering the phone. Right. He has, you know, he has people that do that, of course. Right. You know, so that's like an extreme example, but I think you're so right. And so many of us in our, in our businesses, whether it's lending or, or real estate, we just spend so much time on that hamster wheel running ourselves into the ground and it's, it's easy to get burned out. Right. So I think it's, uh, that is a great uh, perspective that you gained with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, it's so freeing for me when, when I realize that I don't, Here, here's one more thing, sorry, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but you know, I, I looked at the way that the, the guy's name was Daga who took care of our property, right? Just the nicest guy, you know, every morning, como estas Dago? Like every day, you know, yeah. like such a nice guy. And, um, you know, I, I, I looked at what they had and they had what they needed to survive. And that is all they needed. 
and, and, and I think back to like all the things that I say I need and, and want back here in the States. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't need any of that stuff. I literally need a roof and some food and like good people around me. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I, I accomplished that the day I was born in the United States. Like, yeah. I'm done. It's all Not gravy it. now. <laughs> totally. It's all gravy. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think it, I mean, it, it gets so complicated here in, in society with every, I mean, there's so much stuff and so much going on that um, you're exactly right. Yeah. So that was a big perspective shift, you know, and, and I think when, when I made that shift, um, it's just, it's just made everything so much more fun because I don't have to do it. Was it psychologically hard to let go of those things or, um, or did your journey help you with being able to do that? It was, um, it wasn't hard in the sense of like, oh man, I don't want to do this. It was hard in that I like, think of it this way. Up until I went to Costa Rica, I was like an alcoholic trying to quit drinking, but I was still hanging out with my buddies at the bar. Mm. Right. So, so it's kind of that same type of thing. Is it, is it hard to stop drinking? Well, when you're constantly like surrounded by it, then yes. But once I removed myself from it, I, I kind of, um, embodied a whole new type of energy Right. And so I wouldn't say that it was really hard other than, man, I, it took me like three weeks to decompress, like just because I, I had to get so removed from it for three weeks. That was the only way I was going to break the chains. So in that aspect, it was kind of hard. Interesting. So it wasn't, difficult for you from a control perspective? Like if I delegate all this stuff to different people on my team, maybe it won't be done right. Or I'll have unhappy, unhappy clients or something like that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where that third book that I was talking about, it's called quiet mind, epic life. He makes some bold statements, mm-hmm. in it, but I feel like he backs them up. It's a great book, but um, <clears throat> a lot of the concepts that he talks about in there kind of apply to this, but <clears throat> um you know, I have a choice. I can control, worry, um, and all of that kind of stuff and live the life that I had before I went to Costa Rica, which don't get me wrong, isn't a bad life, but man, I was stressed out and tired and I, I was unhappy, mm-hmm. you know, or I can relinquish control, give other people opportunities, <clears throat> develop relationships and partnerships with other people and actually enjoy what I'm doing. Will I make more money or less money? I don't know. There's only one way to find out though. <clears throat> so for me, um, it is exhilarating to let go because I've never done it. It's like, it's like jumping out of an airplane. It's like, let's see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, all I know is I'm not nearly as stressed out as I used to be. And I actually feel like I'm hitting the gas pedal while at the same time, like just enjoying the ride as opposed to just like, oh, gas pedal, (laughs) go, Right, right. (laughs) 
you know, it's like I've got other yeah. people to help me push the gas pedal so I can kind of relax and, and move forward at the same time. Very cool. That's super inspirational. So you're, you're, so you joined EXP and you're building a team with EXP. Yep. Um, and so that's allowed you to do a lot more of this coaching and mentoring and team building that you're yeah. talking about, right? Yeah. Tell me more about what you're doing with EXP. Yeah. So that was another really interesting aspect of this. And, and let me just say that <clears throat> I don't know what other profession or, or, specifically what other company in real estate allows for this kind of setup. <clears throat> Excuse me, man, I got this frog in my throat. <clears throat> so, you know, I told you that at one point I was thinking about leaving real estate and then I found out about eXp. You know, I was, I was kind of burned out with real estate. Maybe I'll leave, I'll become a speaker, I'll become a coach, whatever. And I found out about eXp and I was like, oh, this is really cool. They've built a platform where I can like, teach and educate and coach. And as other people are more successful, I make more money, right? So I can actually, this was a great bridge for me. And, and so I was really excited about eXp coming into it. And I was making some progress before I left for Costa Rica. But now that I'm back from Costa Rica, like I am so ready to just take this thing to the moon because I see the, the outrageous potential that this company provides to, um, team leads and anybody in real estate because it's a top-down effort to help people become successful. And um, <clears throat> so don't get me wrong, my last bro brokerage was fantastic. But this is, this is a brokerage where we can create leverage, where we can work together with other people to make the money that we need to put a roof over our head and put food in our mouth and be able to survive and have the things that we need in abundance and not have to be, once again, the, the one person running your entire restaurant. And so what, mm -hmm. uh, what a tremendous opportunity. I just look at what eXp is providing, what we're building with the Super Agent Collaborative. And, uh, you know, the only word that comes to mind is just gratitude. Like, great, I'm just grateful for um, this kind of opportunity because those people in, in Tarcolace, you know, uh, as happy as they are, they don't have opportunities like this to, to really be to expand in this kind of way. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to the, the kinds of things we learn as real estate agents and the, the personal development and growth we go through. And yeah. I mean, the transformation we, we met probably, I don't know, seven years ago and the transformation I can, I can see in you is um, it, it's noticeable and it's, it's uh, impressive. So thank you. It's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, where do you see yourself going with this? Where do, where do you think you'll, I mean, where do you want to take this in the next year or five years, let's say? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like if you would have asked me before I went for Costa Rica, I'd, I'd be like, all right, man, here's the numbers, right? Like here's the goals, here's the metrics, all that kind of stuff. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know what, honestly, I, 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 I guess the, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm really leaving it open right now, specifically right now. I, I don't want to put parameters on anything right now. I, you know, it, and eventually I'll start to kind of shape it up. Right. But I'm keeping a really open mind. Like, where does this go? Um, all I know is I want to comp continue to impact people. Um, I see my greatest opportunity to be able to do that is in real estate at eXp as a team lead bringing people over, helping them grow personally and professionally, 
pouring into them as much as I can. That's what I love to do. That's my zone of genius. That's what I'm really good at. And so I'm just going to do that. Um, I'm going to do it in a way that fits my lifestyle. And uh, I will navigate and change direction as needed. <laughs> you know, I, I realize now as I ask you that question, it seems like the, I was looking for the right word and it almost seems like a spiritual journey for you at this point to where life will give you what it was meant to give you and it's, and it's enough. Yep. And, um, I can tell you're in a really good place. Yeah. It's, it's enough. That's it. That like what you just said right there, it's enough. That is the part that I've I've known up here for a long time. You have enough, you're lucky, you're abundant and like saying these things in my head, but I never really felt it. You know, it's, it's when you have Mm -hmm. that mind body connection where it's like, you know it. And when I went to Costa Rica and I saw what it meant to literally just have what you needed to survive. And I compared it to what I had back home. I was like, I have never not had enough ever. So what am I worried about? And that, and then that's when I finally experienced, I have everything that I need. Like I'm already done. Everything that I do from here on out, I'm playing with the house's money. I can't lose. Like that's an empowering <laughs> belief structure, you know? Um, yeah. I'm very yeah. grateful to have that. Very cool. Well, yeah. you're, you're just really an inspirational guy and I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast because it's, I think your story can resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate you uh, asking me to be on and, and giving me the opportunity to, to share it a little bit. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So how can people get a hold of you if they're curious about what you're doing with the Super Agent Collective and EXP? Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can, my website is Dan Gomer, or sorry, danshometeam.com. I have dangomer.com, but uh, we're working on that one. So danshometeam.com. You can email me at danielgomer1 at gmail. Uh, you can also just reach out to me. 303-261-5278. I'm always open to building relationships and having great conversations like this. So, Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Dan. And um, if you're listening to this show and, and uh, enjoyed it, please share it with other people. Subscribe so you can see some of the future superstars we're going to have on. And once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. And uh, thanks for listening.